the music is playing, welcome out to the Born Again Chronicles podcast, where we try and chronicle the Born Again experience according to our perspective. All right, uh, if you're not familiar with this podcast, my name is Kutuano Nicodemus Wahachauke, and this podcast basically goes and covers the early stages to the later stages and the things we face as born-again Christians. The aim being to encouraging you. If you're going through something, you can always learn from our experiences and also just to have a bit of fun with it. So today we'll be talking about the genesis, the early stages of uh, being a born-again Christian. We're going to talk about our stories, we're going to share our experiences, a couple of exciting things as well in there. I don't want to give away too much, but I'm not flying solo. As you can see, those of you who are watching the video, I have our executive producer, <laughs> the man with the plan himself, Hebrew John Morgendahl. Hebrew John, how are you, sir? Uh, I'm doing well, man. Thanks. How are you? Now I'm, I'm super rocking, raring to go. So yeah. Hebrew John is, uh, just quickly, he's the guy who's going to be helping us. Always appreciate him. He helps us out with the video stuff couple of ideas about the podcast and today he's so graciously come on you know no stress no fear (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't say that but yeah you know you gotta step up overcome what you have to you know no super 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 but as always I want to just give thanks to a couple of people as always check out the Tucson podcast Pastor Harold Warner the Door Church and our church in Bloemfontein uh, in Kimberley Bloemfontein Kimberley well, in Kimberley, I think Kimberley. Pastor the name and struck. Yeah. Potter's House Kimberley, check them out on YouTube. They just did an episode on alcohol. You definitely want to check it out, uh, where they deal with every single element of alcohol. Check them out on YouTube, um, Potter's House Kimberley. But we're going to get into our topic today. So, today, Hebrew John, we're going to be talking about the, 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 the early stages of being saved, uh, yeah. the Genesis part. Yeah. You know, as I, as I lay the foundation, we know that in the book of John, chapter 3, verse 3, the Bible says, Unless a man is born again, he will not inherit the kingdom of God. That's correct. Yeah. And so this born again, you know, concept is basically what, it's not even a concept, it's a lifestyle, it's a, it's a moment. It's mm. where I believe, you know, most of us who are here is when we gave our lives to Jesus Christ and we basically were born into the kingdom of God, right? Yes. And so being born then puts you on a genesis, on a starting phase, on a new life. So I want to share your experiences. Maybe just take us through, you know, your experience, how you actually came to Christ. And then maybe a, a few things about the beginning stages. Okay, so um, thanks, Nick. Uh, I, I grew up in a Christian home, so I pretty much knew um, about the Bible. I knew about Jesus. So. I had this misconception of salvation. I thought, you know, as long as I go to church, as long as I pray, it's okay because, you know, I'm going to heaven. I know my my parents are in the church. My my father was a pastor at the time. And so I was involved. I used to go to church. Sunday morning, I would be in church. I'd be repenting because I knew what I'd done wrong. It wasn't something that I didn't know. Yeah. And so I'd go to church and I'd repent and say, Lord, I'm sorry for what I did. My parents have said that I must, you know, repent and all of those things. And I did that. And then Sunday evening would come and I, some, some Sundays I'd find myself behind the church. We used to do a car watch with the scouts with my friends and I. And we'd be standing behind the church and we had this little, this little oka paper. 
that we used to we used to smoke behind the church thinking you know it's okay because you know we're doing something for God here, you know it's okay yeah. you know we we, we we involved you know in kingdom business so we used to do that I used to do that and you know Monday to Saturday I'm smoking I'm drinking Friday nights I'm the guy going guys what are we drinking tonight yeah uh, what are we smoking we've got to get all these things going thinking that you know this it was okay to live this way um, in 2010, I went to I went to work in in Armanis, and uh, there God God began to challenge me to say, "Listen, you've got to get it right. You've got to make your life right with me." Yeah. And I tried that. I said, "Okay, I'm sorry." And then three months, I'd be clean, and then I'd just go back into my sin because all I had was just thinking, you know, what I'm, I'm gonna do this my way. I'm gonna fix my sin myself. And I'm gonna get free, and then I'm gonna come to you. I'll repent. I'll, I'll, I'll get born. I'll be born again after that. But let me first clean up the dirt that I have in my life. Yeah. So, so you what? What I think many people call a conscious sinner. Yeah. No, you know what you're doing, <laughs> but, but yet you you feel in your own heart. You know what? Uh, I'm redeemed because I go to church, right? Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. I, I really felt that way. Yeah. Um, let's and, let's and, just let's jump yeah. to the salvation part. How, how did you actually come to get properly born again? saved uh to to the point where you are today okay so i i, I come come back from from uh, hermanus and god had said to me my brothers and and all of them had been in a party they you know my brother was there was a bit of trouble yeah and he was he had got he had to go to court got arrested he had to go to court and god said you can't keep living this way that's the path that you are heading to and i said i don't want this this is not the life that i envisioned for myself yeah and he said i said i said i personally said to god if you want me to be free, you've got to set me free. Of course, yeah. That's you how know, I, it, it was something so deep for me. It's like, I've, I've tried this. As I've explained, I tried this before. It didn't work. Mm. So if, if I'm supposed to be free, God, you've got to set me free. It took God about three months. Yeah. And I found myself free. I, I didn't ha even have a hankering after these things. Yeah. And God set me free. And I mean, that was, that was 2011. 2011. I mean, okay. that was, <laughs> it was a couple of years ago. And yeah, I am, you know. Yeah, yeah. Never really thinking I'd be here. Yeah, I want to go back to that moment in 2011. Yeah. When you actually got saved, when you gave your life to Jesus Christ. Um, you know, I, I basically got saved the year before that in 2010. And I'll take you through my experience. We basically were living in a men's house. Yeah. Uh, well, not really a men's house. It was a commune. We were students. And the guys decided we need to just go to church and, and you know, fulfill our spiritual obligation. But I remember my pastor, he preached the word of God directly from the pulpit. And he pulled an altar call and said, if you want to live for Jesus Christ, he's not talking about playing games, playing church, church. That this is how you actually start. This is how the Genesis begins. When you actually give your life to Jesus Christ, surrender your, your, your sin before God, and then ask him to forgive you and basically move on to that life. I remember that in 2010, as a moment where I, I went to the altar, I lifted up my hand, I prayed a sinner's prayer and then from that moment on i was i was on the journey take yeah. me through your experience though that, that starting that, that starting point for me was um as i had explained the, the the whole thing around it and i we we had to leave our church where we were yeah and as you, you know the, the pastor that you're speaking about is my pastor as of well course. you know <laughs> he, shout he out he to preached. pastor <laughs> yes definitely um he preached no one came to speak to me you know yeah. no one came and said listen man How's your life? What's going on? You know, Pastor Vernon just preached the gospel, you know, unfolded. There was, there was nothing that he was, he was not trying to make me feel good. Yeah. He was saying, this is what the Bible says. 
you must be born again. Of course. Of you course. know, there's no other way that you're going to make it other than being born again. And I and I, I remember the day I sat and I said, you know, and what had gone through my head was the whole, you must set me free if you want me to be free. And, and God said to me, I will do that. But will you surrender your life? Now remember, I raised my hand and said, you know what, I want to get saved. So this is in, 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 in church service? This is in the church service. Oh, okay, okay. In the church service, I said, I raised my hand and said, yeah, I am. I want to be saved. You know, I want to make right. And I went to the front. I bowed my knee. I, I, I was led through a sinner's prayer. And as I said, you know, a lot of the things that, that led me to that moment helped me make the decision and solidify that decision. It wasn't just a willy-nilly decision that I just decided out of my own. It was, it was circumstances and things that happened that led me to that moment. Yeah. So a lot of people, you know, have different reasons for coming to Christ. Yeah. You know, you hear a lot in our church. Some of them used to be drug addicts. Yeah. And they got sick and tired of their drugs. Mm -hmm. uh, some of them, you know, it's they go to prison and then their lifestyle is basically not good for them. It's not good for their children. Some of them actually, they have kids. Uh, you'll hear some say, you know, I came to Jesus because somebody testified to me. What would you say was that one determining factor that drew you to Christ? I would say for me, I actually didn't even realize it. But I just wanted to glorify God. I don't want to mess up because I knew who God was in his sovereignty. So what would you say was your main reason? If I think back, um, to, me, uh, to me, it was mostly the, uh, the fear of, of the future and the fear more so of actually going to hell. You know, of, and the way I reasoned in my head was going to hell is not only burning forever. Yeah. It's being eternally separated from the grace of God. And the fact that I was alive, I could breathe, I could see, I could speak, I could walk. I saw it as a grace. And in my mind, it was, that's going to be taken away. I'm going to be eternally separated yeah. from the grace of God. And that was, that was what led me to say, I need to change. I need to change. Okay. So let's let's go straight into the topic of today. You yeah. know, that it's good. We need to make sure that people understand our testimonies, where we come from. So let's talk about those early stages. The early stages of Christianity. Yeah. Let me tell you something. It was one of, one of the most challenging uh, 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 moments of my life. I yeah. remember after I got saved and Pastor Harold Fisser, shout out to him. And he came to me and said, look, from this moment forward, it's, God is going to start doing a changing work in your life. And I remember, I, I want to actually start talking to you about the first six months yeah. of salvation. Okay. Because I realized in the first six months, that's when a lot of things started to happen in my life. You know, God began to challenge me about a lot of things, including how I conducted myself in public. You know, my language, how I used to speak, the, the alcoholism. You know, I used to be caught up in alcohol, pornography, you know, all that kind of stuff. Take me through the, the first six months, the challenges that you faced, okay. you know, what... What, what, you know, just let's just face the, 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 the difficulties okay. first and the changes that God had challenged you to make. Well, I, one of the biggest changes for me was, uh, was my friends. Friends, you okay, know, my friends. friends uh, we used to, we used to, there were, we were about four, four or five of us that were together and every week we'd be together. Uh, uh, these friends, are these people you grew up with or is this people you grew to be close friends with? I grew to be close friends with them. So some of them I was, I, I, I went to school with. The others, it was friends, their friends, and then that's how I got yeah, to know Yeah, yeah, yeah. We well. just become Mzabalazo. You, you know? <laughs> together. <laughs> you friends with my friend, I'm friends with you. Yeah, okay, my I boy, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I get it, I get um, it. So what had happened then was God challenged me to stop doing what we were doing. But not only that, not just 
separate myself, but to actually be vocal about it. Yeah, and that was oh. the, it, it took a while. I was yeah, just okay. like, <laughs> and I remember sitting in my friend's room one day when the five of us were gathered and I said to them, listen guys, um, I got saved. And I will never forget, one of my friends turned to me and said to me, that's good for you. Good for you. That's good for you. And I remember God, you know, challenging me and saying, you've got to put this, you've got to put it on the record. I said to them, if we, if you don't change, we are not going to be friends anymore. Wow. So, and, and that was a very, very, very difficult part for me because I didn't have a lot of friends. Yeah. People that I was close to. Um, that I could call friends, you know, yeah, and that yeah. was that was one of the biggest things that I had that I the challenges that I faced um, Alcohol and and the smoking it was a byproduct because of the friends that I had Okay, it wasn't something that I did out of my own. It was because we were together. This is what we did So you'd say it's basically a, a fitting in mechanism. Yes. No, in 2011. You're still a teenager. Yes no, by, was, by legal matters, right? You're like 19, 19 years 19, old. I was yeah I was 19. Yes. And so there's an element of peer pressure also yes. kind of uh, associated with this. Yes. Okay, I, I get it, I get it. So, yeah, that, that was one of the, the difficult, most difficult decisions that I made, yeah. had to make, you know, and I mean, I had to be vocal about that. Getting involved uh, or not getting involved with him was, was something that I found to be very difficult. Yeah. You know, I, I took about a month or two later, I didn't have those friends anymore. You know, and I had to, I had to take that and I said, God, you know, what am I supposed to do now? You I'm know? alone. I'm, al I'm all alone now. What's going on? And, and, I, and I will never forget it. In the time, in, in the first six months of my salvation, I think what helped me, you know, the most, not the most, but what helped me a lot was um, at the time, Pastor Renz were doing men's deeds oh, every Tuesday. And Shout um, out to Dwayne Renz. <laughs> shout out to <laughs> Very oh, much man. so. Um, and brother in the church called Preston, he would come and fetch me every single Tuesday. He'd phone my mom and, and say, can Ibra John come tonight? And I, and, I, and I realized that, you know, it's about involving, surrounding yourselves with like-minded men and women. Yeah. That helped me, you know, make it through that difficult time, that time where I had to turn away from my friends. Yeah. I could go, there's something that I can mm -hmm. lean on. So it was, it was a difficult time because I had to refocus completely. What am I saying here? Yeah. What is my life about? You know what I mean? So it was, it was, it was quite difficult. It was a difficult um, one. It was quite a difficult one, yeah. yeah. I think that's a perfect segue into this segment we're going to do in all our podcasts. It's called The Three Keys. They're going to roll up the, the, the logo now. <laughs> Shout out to production, Joanne. On YouTube, if you're watching it, she's doing all the transitions. Shout out to Joanne, my wife. God bless you, sister. But today we're going to talk about three keys. Uh, in the early stages of being saved. So there are three things uh, in every episode we want to just leave you with in order to help you. Three things that we did that we can chronicle through how we, through applying them in our own lives. We're able to make it much better on the other side with whatever the topic is about. So, people, John, what were the three things you would say, the key, three keys to surviving those early stages of Christianity for you? I think firstly, it's, you know, pray and read your Bible. I mean, you, you can't stress that enough. You know what's funny about that? I have that as my number one as well. It's the yeah. ABCs it's definitely of Christianity. ABCs. I will add it, going to church. 
yeah. I will add kind of uh, evangelizing yeah. and fellowshipping. Go, I've, go I've got that on there as well, you know, being in, getting involved, you know, because a lot of the times it's the time. What do you do with your time? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know, and that you can get into a lot of trouble if, you, if your time is not involved in the kingdom of God, in the things of God. And that's what I found helped me a lot is getting involved, even if it's not doing things my own way, yeah. but just being involved with the church or being involved with the people in the church. You yeah, know? You, you know, you mentioned something very good is time. Yeah. Because these ABCs of Christianity, you know, reading your Bible, going to church, evangelizing and connecting, it's all about kind of, re I don't want to say reappropriating, but it's kind of refocusing. I like that word focus yeah. you used. Your time, your, your, your life. Yeah. And time is the most precious commodity we have. Definitely. Because you don't need to be rich. You don't need to be poor in order to have time. Mm -hmm. It is a gift from God. And what you choose to do with your time, especially in the early stages of your Christianity, I think it matters a lot. Okay, let's look at number two. Number two for me is, um, was basically staying close to my pastor. You know, funny enough, I have that as my number two. L listen, this is not... <laughs> we don't go before time and compare our notes. I won't do that. I won't do that. I have that as my number two yeah. as well. It's connecting with pastor and key men in the church. Definitely. You know? Yeah, take us through that. So, us through that. for me, it was uh, a lot of the stuff because I came from a church where a lot of the contro controversial issues were seen as being okay. I mean, fem females being pastors was one... Of the big things for me, we got an episode of that coming yeah, up. Was Subscribe. one of the big things for me, and and what I found is in conversation, you know, asking, yeah. and my pastor being open to questions, going, no, but why do we believe this? Yeah, where is this in the Bible? Yeah. Pastor, I need help here. I need understanding here. What is your advice here? Give me guidance with this. Yeah. I found that that helped me a lot. You know, when I had troubles, knowing that I could speak to him, knowing that you know it was about being. He was available yeah. to me and to what I was going through. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I would say for, for anyone who's listening, connecting with spiritual headship is probably one of the most important things you will need to do in the early stages of your Christianity. Yes. Because ultimately, a, a, a shepherd is, is responsible for your soul. And I would add this for some of the ladies because we're looking at it from a men's perspective. If you will connect yourself to godly women in the church or godly women, uh, 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 um, you know, in, in good fellowship churches, it will do it will do you good in terms of the long run, in yes. terms of staying saved and born again. Hebrew John's uh, wife actually didn't get saved in our fellowship. She got saved uh, in the Bundu somewhere. <laughs> but connecting to Kristen, who's Hebrew John's sister, uh, yeah, Hebrew John needed his sister to hook him up. You know? <laughs> I ain't gonna complain, you know. <laughs> <laughs> who's kind of a born-again Christian and focused, on the things of God, it, it, it goes a long way in helping you. And I would say this as well. When I talk about key men in the church, we were taken to these Tuesday Monday, uh, Tuesday evening men's discipleship services. Yes. And there was nothing like sitting there and being able to ask questions yes. about the difficult things that we were facing. Shout out to Dwayne Renz. He changed my life truly. Because in those first six months, I would say he deposited so much into me that even today, these lessons... I'm able to turn back. As time moves, let's go, go to the third one. What would you say, say your third one was? I'm pretty sure we're going to divert on this one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think so too. Mine, um, I think for me, was uh, surrounding myself. I, I've mentioned this before, but surrounding myself with like-minded men. Yeah, go into that. Go um, into that. For me, you know, as I said, I'd, I'd, I'd lost my friends. Sure. In, in the first three months, three, six months of my salvation. And, you know, 
shout out to, 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 to Nicodemus and, and our brother Yandisafanga and Fiston Ngoi. Um, you know, at that time, it was such a blessing to see young men, you know, involved in the things of God. We were young. <laughs> we, we, we were young. <laughs> but it was because I, I didn't know when you guys had gotten saved. And, yeah. and when I came in, I was like, these people are involved, man. And then when I found out they were my age, I was like, whoa, does that mean? I can also be involved. Yeah. Does that mean that God can also use me? You know, and surrounding myself with men and women like that, um, especially also in our, in our other fellowship churches, yeah, you know, yeah. finding these people that their focus is not about getting rich quick, yeah. getting rich and, or die trying. It's about souls. It's a, it was about the kingdom of God. It helped me, as we said before, refocus. It brought my life into focus. What am I doing with my time? Yeah. What am I doing with my life? Those kind of questions came up because I was like, but if these men and women can do this, if I if they are here in this in the area that I am in, it's yeah. not I'm not talking about people overseas, it's people here, my age group or around my age that change yeah doing it basically living for jesus well. yeah you know you know i thank you for going into that um i think we were all at that stage just new enough <laughs> we didn't know what we were doing man <laughs> but god is merciful and i would say my third my third um part of abc's uh is it, it's completely uh, uh, what is the word different different yeah different diverted, yeah, diverted from hippie <laughs> johns it was actually taking it one day at a time for me it was one of the key things that I realized is that I can't change everything about myself immediately. Yeah. Um, being hard on myself about falling was a quick way of condemnation. And the Bible says that if uh, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That's correct. Now, that is not an excuse to keep on sinning. Yeah. Repentance means changing your mind about sin. But I also had to understand, and, and there's something I can share later, is that, you know what? If you make a mistake, the altar is there. You can go and repent, ask God, speak to spiritual headship, your pastor. But you can also take it one day at a time with living for God. Yeah. Because it's not a sprint. It's a marathon, yes. you know. So as we move along, uh, I, want, I want to jump into the scripture quickly. 2 Corinthians 5. No, is it Corinthians? Yeah, 2 yeah, Corinthians 5 verse 17. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17. Listen to what the Bible says because I think this is very important for, for, for those who are still in the early stages of their Christianity to understand. Uh, no, I have John 3 verse 3. I don't know if you John, you can get it quicker yeah, than I'm me. Glad, yeah, yeah um, it. it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So we're going to do a speed round quickly. In this speed round, we're basically going to mention things one at a time. We don't have to explain them, but we're going to go through a couple of things. Just throw them out to help okay. the people out there about what has to become new. Because the Bible says all things pass away, all things pass away and all things become yes. new. So you go and I'll go. Let's go. Speed round. 10 seconds. Let's go. Mindset. Mindset, you say. I say friendships. I say your... Hmm, this is actually quite difficult. <laughs> um... Your, your lifestyle needs to change. I say habits. Um, hmm. Come on! <laughs> uh, wow. I, Let's go two more. Two more each. Two more each. What has um, to become new? We've got mindset. We've got habits. We've got... Lifestyle. Lifestyle. We've got friends. You've right? Got Surroundings. Friends, yeah. yeah. Um, I'd say priorities. Your priorities have to become yeah. new. 
Mm. Yeah, priorities. I think all, a lot of the things tie in, and so it's quite difficult to. No, it's pinpoint. fine if they tie in. You know, pinpoints. You know, um, your focus. Your I focus. Think. Your focus. You know, um, what matters. What matters. You know, souls and 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 in your life, you start with 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 what matters. You you have yeah. to look at going forward. And and I would what end and conclude with. You have to become a new person. You know, there's somebody coming to Jesus cannot leave the same way they came. Because salvation is a complete 180. Repentance is a 180 from where you were before. And including the path you're walking towards a new path. So anyway, let's conclude as time moves on. Uh, what can you say? Do you think it's possible for people to become born-again Christians and survive those early stages? Because as you know, a child's formative years are in the first couple of years of their form of of their of their lives. Yeah. What would you say it's possible for 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 people to live for Jesus Christ long term? And what would you say about the early stages as we conclude? Yes, no, definitely. The answer to that is is a definite yes. Um, because you know we don't we don't live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God yeah it's being with Jesus being with the lord that will make it um i think you know a lot of people have tried as i have done on you know done it on my own that way it's never going to work never um it's work. never going to no. work i've tried i can tell you <laughs> Let it go. It's not a work of man. <laughs> It's not It's a, a work, work of, of man. God. It's definitely a work of God. If you are with God and you are and you are living for God, and as as my brother has spoken about taking it one day at a time, yeah, you definitely can make. You it. definitely can. You so definitely I'll, can. Make I'll say this: everyone uh, can start this journey, and everyone can start this journey right. But it's all about making sure you're in the right place. Mm. You're not in no religious uh, dance and sing kind of an environment, and you understand that in John 3 verse 16, the Bible says that for God so loved this world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him would not perish, but have everlasting life, and that everlasting life is available to you if you just respond to the gift of God of salvation. And actually start this journey and understand that you know what? From our experiences, those first six months, the first couple of years, it's possible to make it through to the other side. Yeah. But you have to start the journey. Definitely. You have to start. So I think uh, we're going to end it there. Time has moved on. <laughs> I'll say this to you: if, if if you are not saved and you're not born again, and it's the first time you hear the gospel message, listen to me. Jesus loves you. He paid the ultimate price on the cross of Calvary. He died so that you can have life and life abundantly and he doesn't ask you to give money he doesn't ask you to dance on the stage or to show off your talent what he asks you is to repent of your sins is to let go of the things that have you bound let go of the old mindset become new in Christ let him change you and become born again and it's possible for you to do it all you have to do is surrender your life to Jesus Christ if you're not saved the email is in the description below Give me a shout. Give us a shout. Our team is ready. Hebrew John is part of the team. We've got others who are willing to lead you through Christ. You pray, Lord, forgive me for my sin. Help me to live for you so I can make heaven my home. I believe you died, rose on the third day for my sins. Make me a new creation and have mercy on me. So I think we're going to end it there, Hebrew John. Okay. Thanks so much for coming out, man. No, no, it's really been a pleasure. Huh? Yeah, formative years, the genesis of Christianity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, to all those we offended, we love you. <laughs> Jesus loves you. Jesus yeah. loves you. Uh, I think I'll conclude by saying this as the music gets louder. 
is that Christianity is a wonderful, wonderful thing. We have more episodes coming up on the Born Again Chronicles. Hebrew John will be back for a couple of them, including uh, one on siblings because there were five of them. Well, there's still five of them. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to chronicle being a sibling and being saved. So you definitely want to subscribe. We got one on teenagers getting saved. We got one coming up on students and salvation. So keep it tuned. Don't forget the email is in the description. Send us emails on, to, on, on about you know your thoughts. You know, write a comment. Don't be mean. We'll delete you. <laughs> but once again, shout out to Hebrew John. Thanks massively for coming out, man. I appreciate the time. Even during these crazy times. Shout out to my wife, Joanne, for, for doing the, the YouTube stuff. God bless you all. Shout out to our producer here and the team, the Born Again Chronicles. Email us. The email is in the description. We appreciate you. And I just got to say peace. Yeah. And God bless.